Hi, just a quick note from present Jasmine while editing to say that this podcast is all about the character of Wilfred Mott. It's a character discussion. Um, Just for a bit of context, this was recorded a couple of months ago, just after the death of Bernard Cribbins. So just to give a little bit of context on where we're coming from, um, just in case we mention our recent passing. Um, Also... I think we might discuss how we're recording for the first time in a while. We just released an episode not that long ago. And we will also be releasing a Christmas episode within the next week or so. Um, Hope you enjoy the character discussion of Wilf. See you soon. Welcome to episode 14 of Listen, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Molly Doyle. And I'm Jasmine Doyle. So, it's been a while since we last recorded... Or posted a podcast. Yes, well, we did do that mini episode oh, yeah. about Shooty Gatwa. That was about a month ago, oh, probably more, a couple of months ago now. But before that had been a, a long, a long gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing another episode today, and I think this is going to be the start of the new, the new us. Yeah, we've been looking, we've been meaning to get back into podding, and recently something's happened. We think it's quite fitting to make an episode in tribute. Yes, so today's episode is going to be all about the character of Wilfred Mott, uh, played of course by Bernard Cribbins, um, who sadly passed away last week, so as of the time we're recording this. So today, it's the 3rd of August, it was the 27th of July um, that he passed away at the age of... 93. 93, so... A good old age. Yes, and we've seen a lot of, I think, fan... Outpouring of um, yeah. love for Bernard, and for especially from people like Russell T Davis, wrote a lovely tribute. Oh, did he? Did you not see? No. Shall I read a bit for the plot yeah, in case anyone do. hasn't see heard? If you can find it. I'll read. He loved being in Doctor Who. He said, "Children are calling me Grandad in the street." His first day was on location with Kylie Minogue, but all eyes, even Kylie's, were on Bernard. He turned up with a suitcase full of props just in case, including a rubber chicken. <laughs> And what an actor. Oh, really, though, what a wonderful actor. We once took him to the TV Choice Awards and sent him up on his own to collect the award, and the entire room stood up and cheered him. That's a lovely memory. He'd phone up and say, I've got an idea. What if I attack a Dalek with a paintball gun? OK, Bernard. It, in it went. <laughs> he loved Gil with all his heart. He mentioned her in every conversation we ever had. A love story for the ages. I'm so lucky to have known him. Thanks for everything, my old soldier. A legend has left the world. Oh, that's tribute. so emotional! Wow. Yeah, that's yeah a really nice he was tribute. clearly really loved. Um, so many actors who've worked with him were sharing their stories, mm-hmm. and he seems like he was a lovely person to work with, a lovely friend. <laughs> this is my <laughs> tribute. I feel like I'm doing a <laughs> like a funeral service, <laughs> but. We do love him. Yeah, and that's why we thought we'd bring back the pod with a character discussion about Wilf, one of the most beloved and iconic characters, really. Especially outsized for the size of his actual part, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Um, We'll get into that as we go with the episode, but that's what we're going to be doing today, and I'm very excited to jump into this discussion. Yeah. So let's start then with our overall opinions and thoughts on Wilf as a character. So, Jazz, what, what do you, what do you think when you think of Wilf? I love Wilf. I think he's 
he's such a like kind, warm character. He's really funny. You just you think of him and you think of like your own granddad. I don't have a granddad, but Wolf <laughs> <laughs> is like that. Yes, we don't have a granddad. Maybe that's why we. Yeah, maybe he's a grandfather figure to us. Yeah, he's just he's so sweet and lovable. Just a lovely, wholesome old man. He's got some feisty behaviour. Love him. What about you? Yeah, I agree. He's very positive, which Mm. I like. And he's not cheesy. And he's not too, like... You know, some people are, like, sweet and bland. Like, that's not him, like you said. No, he's feisty. He's funny. He's different. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I I love how his character grew and changed mm-hmm. and like felt very natural with how the show was going um and I think we'll get into this when we talk about his relationships with other characters but like him and Donna mm-hmm. as a duo are so great yeah and I think that's really nice and quite refreshing for Doctor Who um and I think it was quite important as well his character obviously being of the older generation mm-hmm. to show that like that was still relevant yeah and could still be a key part of the new era. The fact that he basically is, like, the main companion for two episodes there, at his age, like, I don't think, at least in New Who, companions are always so young, mm. and, like, Wilf being able to be that, I think that was really special. He kind of paved the way for, I guess you could say for Graham, mm-hmm. for Dan to an extent, Yeah, you know, like, the older companion. And even then, the doctors were so yeah. young. Yeah. And then after that we had Peter Capaldi. Yeah. You know, not straight away, but yeah. So I guess overall we're both very positive oh, about yeah. Wilf. Um, we were saying it seems to make sense for our discussion this episode to go through the episodes that he's in, maybe? Yeah, kind of discuss his arc chronologically. and Yeah, his role in those episodes. Yeah. What those episodes mean, his character, and also just... Yeah, standalone, like how they hold up as stories. Yeah, so we first see Wilf. He wasn't even going to be Wilf Mm. in that moment. He was going to be Stan. Yes, Stan, (laughs) his little character. He has a a small part in The Voyage of the Damned, which is the Christmas episode um, between series three and series four. And he has a little cameo as a store... A news agent. A news agent. seller. And he's a bit of a funny little cameo. He just kind of comes in and is talking about all them aliens up there. And Yeah. Um, he's kind of there as some comic relief. Where have you been living? London? At Christmas? Not safe, is it? Why? Well, it's them up above. Look, Christmas before last, we had that big bloody spaceship, everyone standing on a roof. And then last year, that Christmas star electrocuting all over the place. And this year, God knows what. So everybody's scarpered, gone to the country. All except me and Her Majesty. Yeah, some comic relief and also some exposition about, oh, this is why, you know, the Earth is deserted. because The whole episode is up in, on this big spaceship. And this is the bit that, like, grounds it back to Earth. Mm. And I think that's quite key to Wolf's character throughout Mm -hmm. his whole arc, is his role as an, I think... Yeah, this is something I wanted to say earlier in my overall thoughts. One of the reasons I think he's such a great character is he's so ordinary. Yeah. And he's so grounded in the day-to-day. And he's exactly. sort of... Our, although the companions are too, like they're supposed to be our way in, they also then go off and have adventures. Whereas yeah. he's always on Earth. And he's always 
He's the general public. He's, you know... Yeah, he's seeing the world of Doctor Who through the general public's eyes, so they're using that as an explanation as to... As people in the show start to realise kind of the existence of aliens and things, he's there as one of these kind of alien enthusiasts Mm. slash against the aliens, but he's like, you know, that's part of his character. Yeah, and I guess I think it's important that he's always open-minded to the idea Mm -hmm. of aliens. He's very, very enthusiastic about it, right? He's always like, what could be aliens? Perhaps more so than other people. Yeah, exactly, he is. For sure. So in that episode, we don't see much. He's just, it's a bit of funny dialogue when Mm. he's like talking about, hopefully we don't see any of them aliens this year. Yeah. And then the Doctor and um, Astrid Astrid disappear off (laughs) into the ether and he witnesses some paranormal activity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess after that there's a bit of a gap obviously there's not a gap no hang on yes you're right is that right yes there's not actually a gap but um in between um writing this character stan um into the voyage of the damned the actor who played donna's dad passed away um so Russell had already started filming Partners in Crime mm. um, with Donna's dad doing the scenes with the telescope on the hill and things like that. And then he very sadly passed away. And instead of recasting him, Russell thought we can write a granddad character in mm. to kind of fill that gap. Um, and thought we'll just use <laughs> for continuity. They changed Stan's name to Wilf. He decided he said that Wilfred, like Stan, isn't a good name for a recurring character. <laughs> he needs a different name. Um, yeah. So he became Wilf, and that was his conception as a as Donna's grandfather. Yeah, which is very cool because it's quite unorthodox, I mm-hmm. suppose, but it works very well. So they went back and changed the credits of Voyage of the Down. Oh, did they? In time. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from then on, he has a much bigger role. Yeah. So instead of being a little cameo in Void of the Damned, he becomes a regular character. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on him in Partners in Crime, the first episode of Series 4? Yeah, um, I love him in Partners in Crime. Those scenes with him and Donna on the hill with the telescope mm-hmm. are really moving. I've seen him. I've met him just once. And then I let him fly away. Then you'll go and find him. I've tried. Nowhere. Hey, not like you to give up. Do you know, I remember when you was about six years old, your mother said, no holiday this year, so off you toddled all on your own and you got on a bus to Strathclyde. Ah, we had the police out and everything. <laughs> Where's she gone then? <laughs> Where's that girl, eh? I mean, they're comedic too. Yeah. We have all these jokes She's like, little blue box, and he's like, what's that slang? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I suppose you've seen a little blue box. Is that slang for something? <laughs> but then it's actually very heartwarming, and it it ends the episode where they have that scene on the hill, first of all, where they're having a quite a heart-to-heart, and... Yeah, I think with that episode, you start... It's such like a Donna's having like a really sh- kind of stressful midlife crisis, mm. and she has all that nagging from her mum, and her escape is to just go and be with her grandfather, where she's happy and 
you can see how close they are and it's a kind of different side to Donna that we see. Yeah, which from is true. Him. Which is nice mm. because the first time we see Donna she's a bit of a a bit of a character. Yeah, quite a brash. In, in The Runaway Bride. But now she's returned and she's more grounded by Wilf, as we were saying. Wilf is the, the grounding character. Yeah, I think he really is. And their relationship is so wholesome. Yeah, the scene on the hill is sweet. so sweet and funny as well. Yeah, it is. They kind of have a little bit of banter. It's very, very wholesome, very real. And I think the scene at the end of the episode... So, whole wide universe... Where do you want to go? Oh, I know exactly the place. Which is? Two and a half miles that way. The joy that he feels yeah. and like him dancing around when he sees through his telescope Donna and the Doctor together in the TARDIS waving. And then, kind of after that, Donna goes off on a couple of adventures and then returns to Earth um, and reunites with her granddad and mum in the Sontaran stratagem. Um, and in that moment, Wilf realises that this doctor who Donna was talking about is the same guy that he met back on the streets of London. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's quite a funny that. moment that we see yeah. there. Is it him? Is it the doctor? It's you! Who? Oh. It's you! What, have you met before? Yeah, Christmas Eve, he disappeared right in front of me. And you never said? Well, you never said. Wilf, sir, Wilfred Mott. You must be one of them aliens. Yeah, but don't shout it out. Nice to meet you properly, Wilf. Oh. Ah, an alien hand. Yeah, definitely. It's sort of a coincidences, small world type yeah. conversation, which is pretty cool. And yeah, in that episode, remind me of Wolf's role. He basically gets so trapped in the car, right? He gets trapped in the car at the end of the first um, episode in the cliffhanger as they start producing all the gas. It's a bit of a worrying moment for Wolf, but luckily Sylvie comes in to save the day with a sledgehammer. Um, but I think the main role of Sylvia and Wolf in that episode is to kind of... Donna's just been off on her big adventures and it's to kind of create this sense of like what she's leaving behind at home and what she's risking in leaving them. Um, she has a few discussions with the doctor that, you know, she when she's like, I need to go home. Do you remember mm, that scene? Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay then. But then it turns out he just, he just meant for the day. But like, you can see that pull from home that the companions often have. Mm. Um, but it's always nice to see their family life. Yeah, and I think Wilf is a real contrast to Sylvia. You know? 100%. Um, and he's, and I guess in a way also, if you think back to the previous family members that we've seen, Francine and Jackie are both very worried and kind of suspicious in a way of the Doctor, at least to begin with. Yeah. Whereas Wolf is very embracing and like very supportive true. of Donna going off travelling. Wolf is probably one of the only parents who is kind of wholeheartedly in support, not parents, but like family members of the companions. Yeah. Throughout most of the series, really, that mm. is fully in support of her escapades. Yeah. Um, and thinks it's good for her. 
Which it is. She becomes a better person. And Will yeah. can see that. Yeah, I think he has um, a really, real good yeah. sense of who she is and what she needs. Yeah. Um, um, so then, after that episode, a few gaps from being back on Earth until the episode Turn Left, which is yes. sort of a parallel world. It is, and this is Wolf's biggest role to date. Definitely. Yeah, it's a really kind of a turning point for Wolf's character. We see a lot of him in this episode. Some really quite emotional moments. Yeah, we've actually recorded an episode review reaction to Turn Left, which will be releasing soon. Yeah. Um, so you can listen to that for more of our in-depth discussion in depth about that episode. But we're both a huge fan of that episode. We love that episode. And I think, yeah, the family is so key to that episode. Yeah. Especially, I mean, all, the three of them, Will, Sylvia and Donna. Yeah. You know. I was just thinking... Um, in that episode, he kind of it shows him going from the first bit. He's so kind of excited about the aliens, and then he's mm. watching the TV like, "Oh my god, it's an aliens again!" Yeah. And there were these creatures, like rhinos, talking rhinos in 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 black leather. Rhinos. Rhinos could be aliens. Shh. And you can see how like resigned he gets to at the end when he's like, "See aliens." There are reports of spaceships over every major U.S. city. The fat is flying. It's aliens. And it's like the alien enthusiast will. We kind of can see this as the, as the world gets destroyed in this universe further and further it by like aliens. Chips away at his yeah. optimism. Exactly. Although he is still, he tries his best to still be optimistic. Yeah. With the like, oh, wartime spirit and yeah. you know, singing along and. But then it's particularly emotional the the scene where Mister Calasanto. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Colasanto. Colasanto. Mr. Colasanto and his family get sent off to the labour camp and Donna doesn't really know what that means and is like, oh, it's fine. No, they're just going off to work. And Wilf, being older, has the the context and a really emotional um, line. It'll be quiet with him gone. Still, we'll have more room. Labour camps. That's what they called them last time. It's happening again. And that only comes from the context of Will's character being there, having someone older who's experienced things like war before. Yes, and Wolf's previous experience as a soldier or of war in general comes into play even more, I would say, in mm. his final episodes. Um, yeah, definitely. Which is quite interesting. We'll get to that in a bit. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess that adds another dimension to his character. And it's not just the happy-go-lucky comic yeah. relief. He's got a wisdom and a life experience exactly. that he brings to the role. Yeah. Which is, yeah, quite powerful. Definitely. So then, after Turn Left, after everything's been restored and the parallel universe is no more... We have the culmination into the two-part series finale, The Stolen Earth slash Journey's End. Fantastic episodes. Yeah, we love them. Um, Wolf doesn't have a huge role no, in this episode. No, I mean, partly that's because this episode is like chock-a-block full of It's got companion. everyone in. <laughs> um, but it's nice that Wolf was included. Yeah, he got his moment with the paintball gun. Yeah, as you mentioned in your introduction. Dad, please come home then. Leave in our street alone. Yeah, I've got a weapon. It's a paint gun. Exactly. Then darling things, 
They've only got one eye. For a good splodge of paint, they'd be blinded. You will come with me. Will I, Eck? That was a suggestion by his own idea. Which is really nice, and I love that he's thinking about these things. And obviously, I think we've discussed this before, like, it's not essential for an actor to be a fan, Mm -hmm. but it's nice when you can see, like, hints that they might be. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's an example. It's very sweet. Yeah, and the end of that two-parter is quite important for his character, um, Mm. because that's when Donna's memory has to be wiped. um, Yeah. And she's brought home by the Doctor, and the Doctor has that conversation with Wilf and Sylvia. But she'll get better now. I had to wipe her mind completely. Every trace of me or the TARDIS, anything we did together, anywhere we went, had to go. All those wonderful things she did. I know. But that version of Donna is dead. But she was better with you. Don't say that. No, she was. I just want you to know that there are worlds out there, safe in the sky because of her. He's, like, grieving the loss of Donna as the person she has become. Yeah, which must be really hard as well, because it's quite a big thing to say, you know, she was better with you because she's not, you know, like, a teenager when she goes off with the Doctor. It's quite a big statement to be like, you know, I guess her life wasn't that great before. And, like, you really transformed it, or she transformed herself by taking that leap. Um, But obviously that can't be, and it's... I mean, really tragic. I think mm. we've... I'm sure we've discussed this or have... Heartbreaking moments. We have an episode coming up on heartbreaking moments. And this is included. Yeah. If you wish to hear more. <laughs> Keep listening. But yeah, at that point, we kind of pretty much close the arc on Wilf, at least we think. Yeah. Because Donna can never see the Doctor again, or she'll burn up. So we think, because... Wilf is Natasha Donna, that's the end of their story. Yeah, that um, chapter's closed. Yeah, and it's quite a, a sad end, really. It is. Um, but in David Tennant's final two episodes as the Doctor, The End of Time, part one and two, Wilf makes quite a comeback and is essentially the main companion. Yeah, so to go from... It's quite remarkable, really, to go from a small cameo... Yeah. Um, as a one-time, one-off character mm-hmm. in Voyage of the Damned to flash forward to the next, or you know what I mean, the Christmas, yeah. two years on, is that right? Yes. It's gone through a whole, yeah, series and a, and a half kind yeah. of thing. Well, flash forward however many episodes and he's starring as the companion for the final two episodes of probably yeah. still the most loved Doctor that we've had, you That's know? That's a massive, like, opportunity. Yeah. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I don't know if you remember from The Writer's Tale, when they first wanted to get Bernard Cribbins for Stan, Mm. he thought that he was going to be coming on as a full-time companion. Yeah. And then they had to sort of be like, oh, you know, like, not quite. Like, he won't be in the TARDIS, but like, he'll still be in it. But now, he he is in the TARDIS, and he's the main companion. So, should we kind of discuss his arc in this episode? Yeah, Because he kind of... We start off seeing him, it's it's um, Christmas time, mm-hmm. and he's kind of having his own little, says goodbye to the family, he goes off on his own little mission with his fellow old people, and he's trying to track down the Doctor. Yeah, the silver cloak. Just going down the line, quick little snifter, Christmas drinks, 
Paratroop 1 to Paratroop 2, we are mobilised. I repeat, we are mobilised. Rendezvous, 1,300 hours. Over and out. Right, he's tall and thin, wears a brown suit, maybe a blue suit. He's got a long brown coat. Modern sort of hair, all sticky-uppy. Right, this is important. We have got to find it. Right, so phone around. Phone everybody. Sally, will you get onto the bridge club? Right, Winston, you try the old boys. Bobby, want you to ring uh, the skiffle band, right? Between us, we got the city covered. The silver cloak. Yeah. It's a funny... It is. Moment. It is funny, but um, why is he trying to track down the Doctor? Because something suspicious is going on with... He's having... He's having visions. Uh, yes. yes, he's having bad dreams with a woman, of course. But anyway, he crosses past with the Doctor. Quite a dramatic moment because the Doctor's chasing the, the master. master. And then from then on, Wolf becomes embroiled in the whole saga. And it's mm-hmm. a very dramatic episode. Um, obviously, it takes quite a dark turn. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's an episode, it's got a lot of comedic moments. I mean, like all of Doctor Who, you know. It's got different beats that get hit. Yeah. But... You have some really sweet, quite non-sci-fi drama moments. Like when they're in that cafe. Yeah. And firstly, they're talking about Donna and how she can't remember, but she's got her new husband or yeah. husband to be. And it's that's bittersweet. Is she happy? Is he nice? Yeah, he's sweet enough. He's a bit of a dreamer. Mind you, he's, he's on minimum wage. She's earning tuppence, so all they can afford is a tiny little flat. And then sometimes I see this look on her face, like she's so sad that she can't remember why. She's got heaven. She's making do. Aren't we all? Yeah, how about you? What have you got now? No one. Travelling alone. I thought it was better, I But I did some things, it went wrong. I need... <laughs> oh, my word. <sighs> and then the doctor's saying to Wilf, you know, I'm going to die, and it's quite heavy. Very heavy. Um, that's a great scene. Yeah, it it really is. It's really moving. And they have kind of similar conversations when they're up on the spaceship. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to listen to an old man's tales, do you? I'm older than you. Get away. I'm 906. Oh, really, though? Yeah. 900 years. We must look like insects to you. (laughs) I think you look like giants. And it's quite beautiful. This is the first time Will Sweden off Earth, off the Earth. Yeah, which and is so when he's nice. like, oh, I'm an astronaut, and he's all excited. Yeah. For someone that, for someone like him that has looked to the stars, yeah, you know, and, and been he's finally up, so jiggling about with all them aliens. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, yeah, he gets embroiled with the master. It's very mm-hmm. dramatic in the mansion. Yeah, they're both tied up. Mm. It's all very tense and stressful. And then, as you say, they go off um, with the Vinvochi. Yeah, and um, there's also quite a 
big theme recurring about like the gun and being a soldier. Yeah. You're an old soldier, sir. Only you were too late. The war was won and passed you by. I did my duty. You never killed a man. No, I didn't. No, I, I did not know, but don't say that like it's shameful. But he's trying to encourage the doctor to take this gun and use it, and the doctor's like, I never would. It's quite a, an interesting discussion they kind of have throughout the, throughout the two episodes. Well, they go back to being human. They're alive. And human. And don't you dare, sir. Don't you dare put him before them. Now you take this, that's an order, Doctor. Take the gun. You take the gun and save your life. And please don't die. You're the most wonderful man and I don't want you to die. <laughs> Never. Yeah, and I think that's a conversation that Doctor Who's often had about... Mm-hmm. The place of weapons and, you know, the the destruction that they can wreak and also the Doctor and the Doctor's role. Especially as this episode is kind of all about death, kind of drawing near. Um, I think it makes it even more important and kind of, I don't know, important to the, the story at hand. Yeah, and the gun is very important, although he doesn't, the Doctor doesn't actually end up using it to kill he doesn't shoot Which I someone. think is the point. Yeah. I think he's kind of learnt that. Well, he's, he always knows that, but, you know, it's like he contemplates it for a moment and then decides, like, mm. you never shoot a person. That's not who he is. Yeah. So, and I think it's interesting and quite resonant that Wilf aligns with that. Exactly. As saying, and killed someone. And then another key theme in that episode is this idea of, like, the father-son... Mm pseudo relationship yeah. you know there's a couple of comments a scathing comment kind of by the master yeah. and then a genuine moment sense between of, them yeah like a really touching moment i think isn't doesn't wolf have a line they both say right well firstly the master makes that comment what's that pardon sorry you let him go you swine oh your dad's still kicking up a fuss yeah, well, I'd be proud if I was. Hush, now. Mm. And then later on, on the ship, they have a more like, he's like, you know, I would be proud if you were my dad. Yeah. That moment between the doctor. You had that gun in the mansion. You could have shot the master there and then. Too scared, I suppose. I'd be proud. Of what? If you were my dad. Come on, don't start. <laughs> it's really sweet. It is, and I think it's interesting as well because it obviously the doctor's way older than Wilf. Yeah. But it's sort of like I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to do with Wilf, and I think when it comes to the the culmination of that episode with the four knocks as well, it's sort of like Wilf is just this ordinary human, but he's lived a whole life, mm-hmm. he's got as we're saying, life experience, he's been through different things. I think the episode does really value him as a character. The fact that the Doctor says, like, I'll be proud if you were my dad. It's not the other way around. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, It's like, even though Wilf is an ordinary human being, someone like the Doctor can still learn from him. And vice versa. But it's not, like, 
one-sided like the doctor is all powerful and all knowing and we yeah. must all bow down to him exactly it's like the doctor's looking to wilf yeah. and then and it all culminates in a rather shocking turn of events the doctor's been warned that four knocks mm. are coming and that's gonna kind of signify his death and that's what's gonna kill him um and after all this time you know we expect it to be the master we expect it to be the time lord president and after all that it's just will i'm sorry just leave me okay right then i will because you had to go in there didn't you you had to go and get stuck oh yes Because that's who you are, Wilfred. You were always this. Waiting for me all this time. Oh, really? Just leave me. I'm an old man, Doctor. I've had my time. Well, exactly. Look at you. Not remotely important. But me? I could do so much more! So much more! But this is what I get. My reward. But it's not fair! You know, the way that the Doctor, like, gets so angry and rages yeah. and Wilf is so helpless and apologetic and, and like, Wilf no, 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 is like, just like, leave me leave oh. me, he's very selfless yeah live too long no no, no, please, please don't no, don't, don't please don't, please Wilfred it's my honor. Better be quick. Three, two, one. It's so good. And it's like, so powerful. The acting from Bernard Cribbins and from also both of David them. Tennant is amazing. I think it's such a... If anyone is interested, um, there's a really amazing chapter in the writer's tale where you can kind of see... Russell T. Davis write this scene, kind of come up with the ideas basically in real time. And he's trying to figure out, he originally is like, oh, so we expect it to be someone awful and it's just going to be someone we don't know, just someone who works there, who's trapped in the box and knocks to get out. And you kind of, as he writes that, it comes to him that, oh my God, it should be Wilf that does that. Yeah. And because it is just a normal person, but it's also someone that means so much to the doctor. And to and, the audience. Yeah, and so much to the audience. And it it causes the doctor to make like a decision really in line with his character, like that has a lot of emotional weight to it that wouldn't come so much with just a normal person, even though it would have the same kind of meaning. The fact that it's Wilf. It's heightened. It's heightened. Yeah, and then he says that, you know, it would be my honour. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, he, you know, lets Wilf out. Succumbs For to a the moment, radiation. Wilf thinks it's all fine. Oh, yeah. Um... The Doctor's kind of resigned to it, um, and he has that really special bit where Wilf is like, where are you going? He's like, to get my reward. Of course. And off he goes. The goodbye on his tour. goodbye tour. And Wilf is left. We don't really know what's going to happen to him until 
the goodbye tour yep. comes to Donna's wedding. And it's really sweet because, I mean, that's a sweet moment for Donna and her character and that she's, you know, happy with her life. and Yeah. You don't feel sorry, for like, for Donna in the sense that, like, when she first loses her memories, you're so traumatised by it. Yeah, and worried but about what's going to happen to at her. At least you have this moment where she's with her family and she's got a very different life, but she's happy. Yeah, and Wolf is a big part of that. Exactly. And obviously the Doctor then gives him the gift of the lottery ticket, which he borrowed the pound from... from Jeffrey Noble, who's Donna's dad. I just wanted to give you this. Wedding present. Thing is, I never carry money, so I just popped back in time, borrowed a quid off a really lovely man. Jeffrey Noble, his name was. Have it, he said. Have that on me. Really sweet. Which and I think is really lovely, yeah. Yeah, you can see that means so much to Wilf and Sylvia. And yeah. And that's sort of where And they get their goodbye. Leave them. Mm-hmm. Until... Yeah, so that's... So far, that's all we've got, story-wise. Um, but, as we all know, David Tennant is returning for the 60th... 60th anniversary special. With Catherine Tate. With Catherine Tate. And we've seen from pictures on the set that Bernard Cribbins was there filming for a little Which bit. Which is amazing. Because, I think that's so good yeah. that he managed to get that in. Um, I'm sure he was really happy to do one last bit on Who. Um, I don't know whether he filmed everything he was supposed to film, but I'm we sure they've got something. Yeah, and I'm really excited. What do you think? Do you have any... I guess this is... Partly, maybe this will lead into an episode we could record yeah, about speculations about the 60th, but do you have any ideas or thoughts about yeah. what you think will happen? I mean, he's an old man, so I can't imagine... I mean, he's 93 filming this, yeah. so he won't be like he was back in the end of time in terms of running about and doing things, but I'm sure he'll have the same spirit yeah. and like bring that, that same energy to the role. Probably some comedy and yeah. also some wisdom probably, probably both. and now he has a great granddaughter yeah. as well, so it'd be nice to see them interact yeah i'm really excited to yeah see that. Too. i have no idea how it's all obviously none of us know it's how it's all exciting. gonna go down whether that's the 14th doctor the 10th doctor whatever Who it's knows? all a bit of a mystery. mystery um and how donna can see him without losing her mind yeah we'll see we but it's see. really exciting that he's, we know his arc isn't over. Yeah, it is. It's nice to know there's one more yeah. chapter left. Exactly. So, thinking of those episodes then that we've discussed, what would what would you say are your favourites in general? And then thinking about standouts for his character? Yeah, I mean, I probably my favourite episode of all of those is Turn Left. I love mm. Turn Left. Yeah. Um, as a whole episode, I think it's such a good story and such a kind of dark, interesting idea. Um, so that's probably my favourite episode. What about you? My favourite episode is probably Journey's End, um, which obviously Wolf doesn't have such a big part, but he's definitely... You know, the reason I love it is because all the characters are there, so Mm -hmm. he plays into that. But yeah, Turn Left is also probably very much a close second. And um, again, I agree with everything you said. And 
you know, we discussed in our episode. Yeah, like, a that's episode a fantastic, fantastic episode. And a good one for his character as well. Yeah. Although the end of time is, is probably his Yeah, in terms right? of Wolf's character, I think the end of time is, like, perfect. Um, and that's a very good episode as well. It is, yeah. But in terms of moments, I think they... There's, there's, there's great moments of his speckled throughout. Yeah, definitely. I love the stuff on the hill. The stuff on the hill is really lovely. Do you have any other top moments? Um, I mean, I think we've discussed most of them yeah. going through there. I mean, yeah, I think those scenes between him and the Doctor at yeah. the end of time are probably Definitely. the best moments of his character. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm sure you'll find some great quotes to... Yeah, Especially for sure. through the episode. We've kind of covered a lot of our points as we've been going along. Um, stuff to do with, yeah, his standout moments and his relationships with the different characters. Um, him as a companion. Do you class him as a companion? Um, it's kind of complicated, Not in isn't the it? sense that, like, Rose and Donna are companions. Mm. But he's definitely kind of up there with the, like, kind of next tier of yeah like jack and river yeah and nadol yeah exactly how would you rate him rank him where does he slot in your hierarchy oh i love him i think he'd be pretty high for Mm. me he is great he's great i think that's a nice note probably to end on to be honest so that was a really great discussion about will I think we've come away from it with a lot of love for his character. Um, And yeah, some fantastic moments that I've been reminded of. And it sort of just made me even more excited to see him come back in the 60th. And like, everyone loves Will. I've been seeing so much like love for him in the past like week. Mm, Yeah, Um, definitely. He's clearly one of the most like loved Doctor Who characters. I think he really is, yeah. yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that doesn't like Will. Exactly. <laughs> Which is very, very nice, and a testament to Bernard Cribbins, really. Yes. Um, so, that was a lot of fun to discuss. It was. Now, I think we're going to move on to our fun segment, and to do a little game. For our game today, we're going to take those six stories, eight episodes, that Wolf features in, and we're going to see if we can guess, deduce from our knowledge of the show... The order that they would go in, in terms of popularity and viewing figures. Yeah. Then compare to the IMDb list to see whether we were right. Yeah. Of all these episodes then, what do we think is the most popular? Or least popular? I think the most popular, in terms of like rating, mm. will be between Turn Left, Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Yeah. Do you have an idea? I think maybe Stolen Earth and Journey's End might be maybe slightly yeah. higher. I think, I think Journey's End might be the whole the highest. Oh, I thought Stolen oh, Earth might be higher than Journey's End, but that might be more among like connoisseurs of film and stuff who think yeah. that, and then maybe the general public would just say Journey's End. So maybe Journey's End. Okay, let's go for Journey's End number one. Mm-hmm. Stolen Earth number two. Yeah. And turn left number three. And left number three. Then I think probably Partners in Crime. It's pretty popular. At end of time. I think that has some haters. Yeah, but Partners in Crime isn't universally loved. 
Some people oh, like it's actually nine episodes. It's End of Tone Part 1, Part 2. Oh, gosh, yeah. Nine. <laughs> um, Fourth. Or we could go from what's bottom. Sometimes okay. strategy. Sometimes strategy and Poison Sky will be at the bottom. Do you think... I don't know which people prefer. Maybe sometimes stratagem, then Poison Sky. Don't yeah. know why. Then we've got to fill in the gaps here. Partners in Crime. Voyage of the Damned as well. Voyage of the Damned isn't that highly mm. reviewed. So maybe Voyage of the Damned at the bottom. So then, yeah, maybe fourth Partners in Crime. I'm not sure. I think it would be. Okay. Because I'll trust you. people love Donna. Yeah, people don't particularly love the Adipose. <laughs> Yeah, but people don't love End of Time. No, I know. Well, some people do. Some I people love do. both. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, Partners in Crime. Do you think? I'm I don't not know. sure. Mm. Maybe End of Time then. Because I don't know who votes on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Would it be the more, like, fans or the more general viewer? Um, shall we say... Maybe End of Time then. You choose, because I think I voted for these ones. Yeah, I'll see what you say. I'll, say, I'll agree with you, why not? Partners okay. in Crime. And then probably end of time part two. I would say, yeah. One. So, what about for viewing figures then? Viewing figures. Um, Christmas always gets the most. Yes. But is it Voyage of the Damned or is it end of time part one? I think Voyage of the Damned. Maybe it is. It's, it was I very I think I popular. remember something being higher. Oh, did end of time beat it? He, does he talk about it in the book? Probably. Maybe Voyage of the Damned was the highest. It had Kylie. That'll definitely be top. I think Voyage of the Damned. But we'll put end of time... Part one? Part one was Christmas, so I imagine more people watching on and Christmas than New Year's. And more people watch the first one and drop off, don't they? Yeah. And then, end of time two. Yeah. And then... Then probably Journey's End. Journey's End. Or Partners in Crime, because some mm. people tune into the first episode of a series and then stop. That's true. Maybe more. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Partners in Crime. Maybe Partners in Crime. Because people tune in being like, oh, Catherine Tate's back. And then be like, okay. And now. then Journey's End. Then Stolen Earth. Earth. And then... Then we've got the three... I would say turn left above Sunrise, Trash and Poison Sky. Because mm. people start to tune in towards the end of the yeah. series, I think. There's always a, a middle dip, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> the unicorn, the wasp, got a lot of you. Well, they were very happy about that, yes. <laughs> they were. And then probably Sunrise, Trash yeah. and Poison Sky. Yeah. Okay, anything you want to change? No, let's lock it in. Okay. Right, let's see if we can find these... Answers then. So, should we go through and find them? Yes. Right. This is a list um, of 200 titles. Oh. <laughs> so, the first one that comes up, number eight out of all of them. Yeah. And Journey's top of our end. list is Journey's End. A score of 9.2. So, we were right. Fantastic. With that. Okay. Amazing. Next one. That Next one. Stolen Earth. At 14. With a score of 9.1. Still... Two out of two. Very good. Okay. Then, oh, end of time part two. But they have the same score. Oh, okay. So I guess we, although we missed off, we didn't, we didn't get that. But the fact that they're the same score, I think we're allowed to be right for turn left because it was the yes, next. Yes, I agree. So turn left with a score of eight point nine, but then it's. On par with End of Time Part 2. Mm, two. Which we put fifth instead of fourth. Um, shall we see where End of Time Part 1 is and whether it's above or below Partners in Crime? Quite a way down. Mm, getting lower. End of Time Part 1. Ah, okay, so Partners in Crime isn't... No. I think I was right, basically, but... 
It's fine. We're, we're a team. <laughs> <laughs> so that got 8.2 and it's at 63 on the list. Yeah. So quite a way. So down, we put then. that just below. Okay, so now we're looking for Partners in Crime, Voyage of the Damned, yeah. Tyrone Stratagem and Poison Sky. Partners in Crime. Oh, there it is. Coming in at number 90 with okay. a 7.7. Okay, so it is. So That's apart from, for the last three. Yeah, apart from Partners in Crime, in the wrong order, we got all those right. Mm. So, shifted up three there. Oh, there's Voyage of the Damned. Voyage of the Damned. 102 with a score of 7.6. 7. So we were right with that. And then we're looking for Santara Stratagem. Oh, Poison, ah, Poison Sky. Sky above Santara Stratagem. Unless it's also 7.5. No. No. So, where is Santara Stratagem? <laughs> Pretty low. There it is, 125, 7.4. Well, there we go. So we got four out of nine. But, but kind of a bit higher. Yeah, they were all they were all within one of where they should have been, Which apart from Bodies and Crime. So I think not so bad. Not so bad. What about viewing, viewing figures? figures? Get up the viewing figures. Okay. Voyage, Voyage of the of Damned. Damned. We were correct with thirteen point three one million. Which is impressive. Was, yeah, it is impressive. So she was era of TV watching. Yeah, and. Unfortunately, we've mixed up End of Time Part 1 <laughs> oh, and 2. Nice. So more people tuned in for David's End than they did on Christmas Day. I mean, that kind of makes sense for David's End. Yeah. So that had 12.27 End of Time Part 2 mm-hmm. and 12.04 yeah. End of Time Part 1. Right. Then what have we got? We said next Partners in Crime. But it was actually, actually Journey's, Journey's End, which we said after that. We were close. We were close. 10.57. Then after that, it was Partners in Crime. 9.14. Then back down to The Stolen Earth. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Stolen Earth, 8.78. Turn left. Well done, Jazz, with 8.09. Thank you. Um, and then it's The Sontaran Stratagem, 7.06. And the Poison Sky with 6.53. So we were right there. Yeah, so this So time... we mixed up both of the end of times and we mixed up Partners in Crime no, and Journey's End. Yeah, so not a poor show, really. Not so bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in general, these Wolf episodes, this has shown, were pretty big hitters. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think they're a shabby collection. No, so good episodes there. Yeah. So, that was a lot of fun, playing the game. It was. Getting um, back into podding as well was fun. Yeah. So, I think now we've recorded this episode, we've got a lot, as we've discussed throughout this episode, in the bank that we're going to yeah. release. Um, and then we'll be recording new ones, which will be a lot of fun. We're excited to relaunch our Doctor Who podcasting journey. Yeah. Um, do you want to give a shout out to where people can find us? Yeah, so... Find us on Instagram at listen underscore pod and email us, if you want, at listendoctorwhopod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and please join us next time for another fun Doctor Who discussion. Thanks for taking the time to listen to listen. Listen.